Welcome, everybody, to the Fins and Feathers podcast, presented to you by Winter Productions and your host, Nathan Winterstock. What is going on, everybody? We are back season two of the podcast, and we're kind of starting season two about a month early compared to when we actually started recording podcasts, but we're kind of doing this because it's hunting season. This is what I base this pretty much podcast around is mostly, it's mostly waterfowl and a little bit of turkey sprinkled in and then some fishing in the summertime. Um, and we're going to cover a lot more topics this year, a lot of different topics, I think, also um, bringing back some of the same guests from last year, uh, some of the big guests. We're also going to look out and try to get some new guests. Working on lining up some guys, but it's busy time for the media guys because they're off chasing elk, mule deer, and they're going to be chasing whitetail before long. So while they're off all doing that, um, we're going to have to talk waterfowl for a little while. But this episode is kind of just going to be me here talking a little bit about kind of the goal for this and kind of what's been going on and what's going to go on. Uh, we are kind of what this will come out September 11th today, September 10th. So this is the last day I'll hunt. Um, we wrapped up hunting this morning and, uh, ended on a good one, but man, the, the, the struggle part so far this season is trying to figure out how to film this in the manner I want to film it. Um, for the series I want to come out with called 60 days. Um, if you follow our social medias, we're slowly dropping stuff as we do it. Um, I've got someone else editing with me. Uh, I haven't asked him if I can say his name, but I'll, I'll ask him. And then whenever this, uh, whenever we episode, air the second episode, maybe maybe get him on here to talk a little bit about some of the some of the stuff uh, that kind of. I guess it's it's new because he's learning. He's really getting into it. And with me, it's just like today today's hunt. So it was a great hunt. I mean, we. Birds didn't finish the way we thought they were going to finish or in them. I mean, they came from the direction we thought they were going to come from. They just finished and sl- kept sliding left. And no matter what we did, they slid farther left. So I guess the only thing, I guess the only thing we could have done different instead of running blockers was let them go over top of decoys, but that's usually not your go-to thing with yeast. So I don't know. They slid right in a perfect pocket though. If the blind would have been rotated, but you live and you learn. And, uh, it wasn't centering up and I think three guys did all the killing today. So it, it is what it is, but it was a fun day and we learned a lot. Got some good footage, not footage that I think will be super usable. I, I don't know. I'm like slowly digging through it now, but we're going to, we're going to try to figure it out as we go. It's kind of going to be, we don't know how many episodes this is, this will be or how long each episode will be. Uh, it's kind of trying to make it not completely, I don't know the word for it. Uh, I don't want to make it YouTube-ish like, I'd rather make it more cinematic like. So that's not going to be a lot of guys thing. They're going to be like, I just want to see you shoot stuff and that's it. Well, I could really care less if we air that many shots, uh, of stuff being killed. 
but we do. I mean, like I did look back. We do have some stuff getting shot in one twenty a day. Uh, but I was filming and I forgot Tyler was left handed and I got bumped by his by his elbow and I <laughs> when I finally figured it out I switched to his left shoulder. But like as I'm trying to get him focused, like you see a bird fall that he crumpled that I kind of screwed that up on. So that was that one was me. Um, we're working on I'm actually working on a new system for headphones. Uh, that I learned off TikTok, of course, but. <laughs> Uh, it's it's going to be a fun year. We're uh, we're just going to tell people, you know, kind of follow along on social media, and you'll see how we're doing. Uh, there's not going to be much hidden. Uh, there'll probably be a um, sixty days trailers drop probably once a month. I know the one dropping for August is no, the one for August has already dropped. So the one the September one, we're going to edit two different ones, and then I don't know which one's going to drop. Probably. I actually, I probably know which one's going to drop and just sitting right here now. Think about it. That one's probably going to drop as a teaser. And then we're also got a little review coming out. A little, little thing on a motor cover. I got, it was pretty awesome. It's, um, definitely worth the, I think I paid, I, think I paid like $200 for it. Well worth it. Or one twenty five or something. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a decent start of the year. We're also we're gonna drop uh, some some just behind the scenes stuff, whether it's video, cooking, uh, gear prep, training dogs. That's kind of the stuff we're wanting to drop. Although my two dogs are being complete turds right now. I think one knows it doesn't want to do anything during drills, and the other one just she gets so overwhelmed. Happy. I've never had this. Ha- I mean. I haven't really had that many dogs fixed, but we got my my one female fixed because we've tried to breed her three times and it's just not working out. I don't think it's a male. I'm pretty sure it's her, and she's causing issues with my other female about her heat cycle or is screwing up. And we've got her fixed. Well, now that she's fixed, she's worse, kind of worse than ever about hunching on everything, every dog she can get near, and I don't I don't know what's caused that. So. That was a new one. Didn't see that one coming, but yeah, we're uh, we're just kind of grinding away through this. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to wrap this up and edit because Tyler took my truck keys home, so I can't cut the grass because he's got my building key. So when I wrap up this podcast, I'll uh, edit it and then I'm gonna cut up the. Uh, a, uh, I don't know if I'm doing the teaser or I think I'm doing the product review. So I think yeah, the other person's gonna do the teaser. I'm gonna do the product review. So I gotta I gotta work that up, and then um, got some other stuff coming up. Media wise, man, I'm covered up in weddings for the next month. Uh, October season is gonna just be evening hunts out of the boat. I mean, it's all I can do. Uh, first weekend vacation, second weekend wedding, and then I, the third weekend I'll be in town. But it might just be a goose hunt if season's even in. I haven't even checked season dates for that. But one thing I do want to bring up that I've been bringing up with the guys and everybody's like, oh, it's not going to happen in in this state. And this is something that kind of bothers me after listening to a different podcast about their season dates and they're moving their dates around and stuff to accommodate weather, water levels and stuff like that. I hate that in this state in West Virginia that we we just like everyone's analogy is we're the worst waterfowl state ever. 
okay, you can say that. I don't think we're that bad of a waterfowl state. I think we have a very small waterfowl hunting population because our, our numbers are so low. But I don't think it, we should just throw it away and say that. I would love to see someone work on getting dates moved around. Not not to benefit me or benefit Joe, but like I heard some stuff talk about kids and, you know, I've got a son on the way. I already have one son. I I, I, I hate that there's going to be opportunities for them not to duck hunt locally in this state because we don't, we don't offer that same opportunity and stuff to go out and waterfowl hunt and stuff during a time that they're, they would be off like, Thanksgiving week. So this is this is my little spill. Yeah, it's opening week again season. But if you think about where every waterfowler hunts, they are not going to affect any gun hunters. None. Uh, so I don't know why it's that big of a deal for waterfowl hunters getting out on water, the rivers and backwaters and stuff to hunt that, that late in November when... People make comments that'll never happen because of deer hunters and stuff. You got to wear blaze orange and stuff. Well, if that's the case about the blaze orange thing, then I want to point out that every waterfowler in this state breaks the law in January when they don't wear orange during the heritage days. That was brought up to me that, well, you have to wear blaze orange. I'm like, nobody wears blaze orange during the heritage days. No one had a response because I know people hunt that week in January and they're not wearing orange. So why, why are we saying you got to wear orange then? Yes, orange is very safety, and you should wear orange. I don't see it being a big conflict. I don't think it's a – to me, it's it's a little different, I think, with waterfowl and deer hunting versus bow hunting and deer hunting, gun hunting at the same time. I do think there is an overlap there where you can ground hunt from a ground blind. But let's say about this. If you get inside a ground blind to hunt – are you hanging orange on the outside of your ground blind? No, I don't, I don't know anyone that is. So what hunter can see you inside that ground blind? So I, I don't know. That's just something. And I do think there's a couple of people that listen to this podcast from the state that if they want to reach out to me and tell me how we can start making that happen. And I care more about the fact that the youth of that week don't get a chance to hunt. Yeah. A lot of them are going to go deer hunting and stuff, but my, I don't, my kids would have a better opportunity to go waterfowl hunt when they get to age versus deer hunt because we don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z land. I mean, let's, I mean, they give youth two different youth waterfowl days, but you give one in September, which is the biggest waste ever. That, that day should be in freaking the first weekend of February should be that waterfowl youth day. That's another change I'd like to see youth waterfowl. Youth waterfowl the first weekend of February, like it is in Arkansas and all these other states, when you have good migration. Why are you punishing these kids and giving them a horrible waterfowl day of September? I mean, we don't have ducks here. We don't have... I mean, we just... We don't have that good of a waterfowl... I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like a waterfowl population that strong locally. Um... We do have a lot of geese and stuff, but the, I mean, to really put in the effort, you really need like five or six kids together. Well, then you get five or six kids, five or six adult adults. Cause I kind of like to have a one-to-one plus an extra adult when it's like kids, because if you do it that way, then it kind of safety. 
That way you can have an adult managing every kid's gun and making sure like they're safe. I mean, it mistakes happen all the time that kids, kids that, that they can easily make a simple mistake when adults make that same mistake. That's like this morning before we started hunting out the, the tangle free a frames, we discussed that, you know, they're very nice, but there's not a real super safe place for your gun in an a frame. It's, easy to get your gun snagged, easy to get your gun hooked, you know, make sure you're not clicking those safeties before you get them up above the, the, the top there of the blind. So you make sure you get that muzzle out of the blind, make sure that gun's on safety, make sure it's like secured in a place. Like, I don't know if this is the safest way, but I always like to, when I'm not messing with birds, shove mine through the window. And that way, if it falls or slides either direction, it, it hits in the window and the muzzle stays outside the blind. Um, it's awareness that I just, it's so easy for someone to bump that blind or bump your gun and it slide over and fall. And just think if you're sitting in the tube, you got two of those sets running side by side, like we did today. Someone knocks over a gun in the left blind and it points right down towards four other people. I mean, it just takes seconds for that to happen. And, you know, I just feel like that just those little small things can make it, make it safer and better. I mean, like, if we had a good duck population in September, like teal and stuff, then, yeah, that would be one thing um, to take kids out and shoot. But their second youth day is first weekend of November. Yet again, it's still not good waterfowl. That's why, I mean, if we move that all the way back to Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving week, the weekend before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week as opening week, I mean, for five days, I think you'd find a lot more success a lot more opportunity for waterfowlers to get out. Because let's be honest, that second split, your average Joe is not going to be able to take vacation there. He's got Thanksgiving coming up. He needs to take vacation around Thanksgiving for his family. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't take Thanksgiving. There's probably a very minimal amount of people that waterfowl hunt that day. So I know there's people that listen to this that can kind of help maybe figure out the right person to talk to so those changes can be made. I have no idea why deer hunters would throw a fit. I don't know what deer hunters hunt near each here near waterfowlers. You know, if you're a deer hunter and a waterfowl hunter, you know, look at it this way. That's you could go waterfowl hunt in the morning, deer hunt in the afternoon, you're gun hunting. I mean, it's not like you're bow hunting, trying to be up there at the crack of dawn and hunt. I mean, there's a thousand people that do it probably right near you. I mean, I'm just thinking of like, I think it would give a lot more people an opportunity to get out. But that's my opinion. Now, you might have to do certain situations where you close a couple of wildlife management areas near us, um, like the McClinic. I, I don't know the quite rules for getting in there and gun hunting, but I do think that would be a safety concern where you say, hey, no waterfowl hunting in there um, for the first three days. And then no deer hunting for the last three. Why not that? I mean... It's no difference than you blowing the deer out of there when you're shooting your shotgun off in October. I mean, I think I think it would even it up a little bit, but that's just that would be like my concern. So I I don't know, but that's kind of my little spill or talk about that. So uh, I think moving on from that, man, we we kind of didn't. Geese were very, 
going back to early season, Geese was very unpredictable. I think we struggled a little bit to to find the X's. We found one today, and it's just find the X's and get every get everyone there. Because I mean, like way we kind of justify our hunting is, you know, like we get people that you know we like if my buddy has permission there, I don't go ask for permission there. That's his field, you know, when he can hunt, and that's the X. And he wants everybody wants us to get together and go there. We'll go there. If he wants to go there with his other buddies, we'll go there with his other buddies. Uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, there's no reason for me to go behind someone's back and try to get permission on the same place and then block them out there. Just not worth it. There's um, I got plenty of fields and stuff I have permission on. They're just man, the geese congregate here in about three areas and they just hold tight and. I think we killed, I have eight, I have eight sets abreast. Um, I don't think I killed a bird though. I think I have, um, four from the first day I hunted when we did just kind of like a little damage permit hunt. Nothing that was, these geese are like using these, um, this horse field park area and thing. And it's kind of annoying place to hunt like we described it as if this i feel like we're city slickers hunting here um of course the geese have their little x they go to we tried to pull them away from there because it would have involved you know moving a lot more horses putting horses away because i mean safety first i mean i'm not going to shoot a person's animal farm animal so that was kind of a pain in the butt hunt that um we killed geese from it but like it was I, I call it shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, almost even having bread in your hand, shooting them. Uh, and then today's hunt was, was an X hunt, and the birds just slid on us. Outside of that, man, we had two really, really bad, really bad blanks. Uh, both of them, my idea. I don't know. I think my uh, my one spot didn't hunt it soon enough, needed to hunt it opening day that evening. It was a... Uh, we thought about an evening spot. It was had a ton of feathers in there. Pretty sure those birds got shot and killed. I think it was about, I, I think I, I know the group that was roosting in there, and I think they got shot up, killed. They uh, split towns, moved uh, back in the town to roost and stuff with some other geese. So that happened. Um, then my other spot, man. Seen a lot of ducks, but that, that made it, that actually made the hunt a lot better. Uh, but those, both those hunts kind of proved and taught me a little bit more about the boat. Um, did have to just drop some money to order a different prop for uh, for dealing with a heavier load. Um, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna turn out well. It's just kind of one of those things where like you, it's not an outboard. I love that I love that boat and that motor and stuff so far. I mean I'm I have slight complaints. But there's they're not complaints that have anything to do with the quality or the it's just me. It's more complaints about me trying to figure out how to use the thing than anything. Um But we're we're getting it figured out slowly. Uh yeah, but that prop that prop should fix it. I don't I don't know for sure. We're I'll have to get it when it comes in and test it. I don't ship till Monday, so it'll be two weeks before we get it tested and then once we get that tested then we'll be we'll be figuring it out from there um yeah it's cra- it, but that's crazy that's crazy that changing like a prop is going to change that much on that boat but we are putting 
a heavy load. I'm not a small guy. Harrison's not a small guy. Tyler's not a small guy. I mean, I really like the smallest person I hunt with is Seth and Adam. And outside of that, man, there there's no one else that's little, really. I mean, what if our guys like to eat? So what can I say? I mean, we're getting ready to make snack sticks tomorrow. So I'll let y'all know how those go. Um, that's that's pretty much it though. Kind of wraps up the a quick little review here. The opening week. Uh, hoping to get, man, the guest situation. I tried to have a guest. I they're out west, so as soon as I can get them back, might try to um get my brother in law on here soon. He's um they're making a trip out to um Wyoming in November. So probably getting one when he gets back from there. Him and my father-in-law, that should be a pretty good shoot. They got a, he's got a buddy out there that can stack the ducks. I've tried to get him on here. He won't come on here. I think he's scared. I have too big of a, too big of a crowd from Wyoming. So where's all the Wyoming peeps at? Cause I'm pretty sure that's my, I have zero downloads yet in Wyoming. So, you know, we get 30, 40 downloads and none of them are there. So is our, is our going average right now? uh spikes the 70 at times so we're just gonna we're just gonna keep grinding it out here on the podcast and this season and we're gonna be getting people in here soon i'm working on getting someone on here about guns because i have some questions about some guns but we're gonna we're gonna keep going and see what happens but uh i hope you love the new intro we also have a new outro you're getting right here in a second uh season two we wanted to come in and put on a pretty good show so we'll see what happens we're gonna have more live episodes uh work on doing skype videos and stuff like that so it's gonna be a fun time so all y'all have a good time and we'll holler at you later thanks for listening to another episode of fins and feathers podcast presented by winter productions and your host nathan winterstein